It's time for Football Asia with Paul Williams. Yes, we ran out of the show with Football Asia as per usual with Paul Williams from the Asian Game Podcast. Evening, Paolo. Simon, Alex, how are you guys? Very good. I know you've got your calculator out tonight, trying to work out all the different equations with uh, the Asian Champions League. And we're going to start with that because Melbourne City have scored. They're 1-0 up against Zhejiang. Uh, and in the other game, it's now Buriram 2, Ventfret Kofu 3. So explain the permutations for us as best as you can. <laughs> it's getting interesting in the second half of these matches now. Um, yeah, Tolga Aslan just scored just before we, we came on air to give City... The lead, uh, 1-0 lead that, as it stood, probably will take them through to um, the round of 16 in second place behind Ventfrey Koffer, who looked like they were coasting to a, a comfortable victory in Thailand against Buriram United. But as you said, uh, Buriram has scored two goals in the space of five or six minutes in the second half. That's back to 3-2. Um, if they can get another one back, City would actually jump to top of the group, if my, uh, my maths is correct. So it's... It's going to be a big final 30 minutes of of these matches coming up. Of course, if Zhejiang scores, then that could have an impact on Melbourne City. I think that might then knock them out. Um, you need a, you need an abacus, you need calculators, <laughs> you need whiteboards, everything going on to try and figure out the uh, the permutations um, for uh, for who might finish in the second place spots. And of course, it'll continue into tomorrow night because some of the teams don't play. In, Till tomorrow, so um, all that City can control is winning their game. There, uh, they are up one nil, and we'll see what happens in the other game in Thailand as well. And you just mentioned there, if Sejong were to get an equaliser, City would probably not make it. Uh, even in that uh, scenario, they would have lost only one of eleven Champions League games that they've played in their two campaigns, and yet they could miss out a second time, which is ludicrous. When are the AFC going to get to this proper system where it's top two that go through? Well, of course, they did have that for a long time, didn't they? Yeah. So they expanded the tournament to, to 40 teams, and all of a sudden you get this this number that just doesn't quite work um, with with the group stage format. Um, you know, 32 works perfectly. And, of course, next year they're going to the Asian Champions League Elite, which is going to have 24 teams. Um, so you're going to have 24 into 16, which, again, is going to cause complications and requirements to bring out abacus and, and calculators for... For um for figuring out who who goes through um yeah well, thirty two is a is a much simpler number I don't know why we can't just settle on thirty two teams but um I've stopped giving up trying to figure out why AFC makes certain decisions that would be too straightforward Paolo <laughs> go on Broski <laughs> Paul uh, Bailey Wright is playing for the Lion City Sailors in Singapore uh, now you mentioned uh, needing an abacus and calculator looking at their table there they're currently third and and uh, need to win tomorrow against Kitchi and hope that John Book and Bangkok get a result. Explain that one to me. I'm confused just looking at it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so John Book have been surprisingly disappointing in this campaign. I think when we looked at this this group, Group F, and it was John Book and then the three sides from Southeast Asia, uh, Bangkok, United, Lion City, uh, and, and Kitchi, not from Southeast Asia, but, um, but from Hong Kong. And you looked at that and thought, John Book will finish top of that group. And then it's, you know toss of the coin between the other three, but Bangkok have been a surprise packet. They're clear on top, and, and as you said, Lion City Sailors, if they can get the, the job done over Kitchen, I'd back them to do that in, in Singapore. They've got a, a pretty good record at home in Singapore. They beat John Book there not too long ago. Um, if a, a win would take them level on points with John Book, they'd probably need a, 
a big comfortable victory over Kitchi by a couple of goals and then hope Bangkok United can can get the job done over uh, John Book as well. Um, and they may then be able to get through. Um, it's it's complicated again, but yeah, Bailey Wright, he's, he's been a little bit unfortunate because he's been injured for a lot of this campaign. He was signed with the Champions League in mind and unfortunately he's had to sit on the sidelines with injury for a, a large part of it, but he is back fit now, so hopefully he can um, play a role for Lion City tomorrow night. If they can get the win, that's three wins out of six in this campaign, which is a pretty great result for a, a Singaporean team, so yep. hopefully they can get the job done. Especially some of the bigger teams in the Western Zone have missed out. Al Sad have gone. They former Asian champions Persepolis and Alda Hale have both missed out as well. Uh, we're going to move on and t- talk a little bit about the AFC Cup. We will keep an eye on uh, the Melbourne City game and that Buriram Venfret Kofu match as well before we go off air at ten o'clock Eastern tonight. Um, but I want to talk about uh, the AFC Cup. Uh, Central Coast Mariners go to Stallion Laguna tomorrow. And then it's MacArthur in the Philippines to play Cebu on Thursday. Uh, again, looking into our crystal ball, if Melbourne City do manage to go through tonight. And uh, I'm leading up to a tweet from Mitch Ryan, who asks, is this next three days of Asian club football the biggest for Australia since the Wanderers won the Champions League in 2014? As he rightly says, three wins and a couple of results go the club's way through to the next round. And Australia is set up for the elite group in Asia for the next few years on coefficient points. I'm not sure about. I'm not sure about that. We're a long way off in coefficient points from the the nations that are above us. Um, so I, I, I'm not too sure on on that point. But I mean, it is. It, it could be historic in in some sense if we can get three nations through to the knockout rounds, all, all teams through to the knockout rounds. It'd be the first time we've ever had three nations. We have had all teams get through before. In 2016, um, I think it was Melbourne, uh, Melbourne Victory and Sydney FC both made it through of the group stage uh, of the Champions League on that occasion. Both lost in the round of 16, but you know, they were our only two representatives in Asia that year and both of them made it through to the round of 16. Um, so I, I'd probably still say that is is probably a greater achievement than um, than having City go through and, and two teams from the AFC Cup because we would expect MacArthur and, and Central Coast should be good enough to get out of their group. Um, what we want to see now is one of those two teams go on and actually win the competition and then we could be having a, a different conversation. Would be nice. And uh, there's been a couple of managerial changes in Asia um, that we want your opinion on. Uh, Mano Polking has left his job with Thailand and Carlos mm-hmm. Kiros was mysteriously fired by Qatar only a month out from the home Asian Cup. What what happened there? Yeah, I'll start with, with Mano Polking first because we almost flagged this a, a couple of weeks ago um, and I've been able to go back on a, a longer run-up. Um, I, it's an appalling decision from my point of view to, to replace Mano Polking if someone can give me a logical reason as to why he was removed, I'd love to hear it. He'd, he'd won the, um, the, the AF, AFF Cup, the Suzuki Cup, as, as we know it, um, a couple of times. Um, he was loved by the players, loved by the fans. He was doing well in Thailand, had them playing a really good brand of, of football as well and, and seemed to be progressing back in the right direction. Um, but as with everything in Thailand, it's, Generally, it's sometimes not always about the results and what happens on the pitch. It's about the, the ego and the power plays off the pitch by by two people in particular that are controlling Thai football now. That's Madam Pang and, and Nguyen Chidchob, um, the owners of, of Port and, and Buriram, respectively. They tried to pull this off 
not too long ago, in fact, when they tried to get rid of um, Manapolking a couple of months ago, and the players revolted um, and stood up and, and, and contested that decision. They couldn't push it through on that occasion, but when they had that loss to China in, in World Cup qualifying, um, that was all the reason they needed to, to act and, and act. They did. They replaced him with Masatada Ishii, the, the Japanese coach, who is very much part of their, their circle, um, and, and he was officially unveiled today as uh, the, the head coach of Thailand. It's been the worst-kept secret for a long time now. And, and once again, it seems that the Thailand's biggest obstacles to success is, is themselves. They continually put the handbrake on themselves, make these decisions that are completely illogical, and we'll wait and see what happens. It, Masatari Ishii may take them to success, but it's incredibly harsh on, on Mano Polking. And... With Kirosh in, in Qatar, that was a bit of a bombshell that, that dropped last week. Caught wind of it about 36 hours before it happened. And from what I understand, it wasn't so much that he was sacked by Qatar. It was actually he chose to leave Qatar himself. Um, from what I understand, he was not particularly happy with um, the development pathways that were in place, the, the shallow player pool that, that he saw it in. He didn't see that there was... Um, necessarily the programs and the plans in place to develop the talent that he wanted to bring through. Um, not quite sure this is why this was news to him one year in. This was something that would have been completely evident, yeah. should have been completely evident, eyes wide open going in because this has been something that hasn't just happened over the last Room for a while. Paul, Paul I'm so, sorry to interrupt you, mate, but unfortunately we are out of time. Um, we're about to go off air, <laughs> but thanks for those thoughts. Really appreciate it. We'll speak to you next week. Uh, there are only uh, about 20 minutes to go in Melbourne. City still leading Zhejiang by a goal to nil. Buriram still trailing Ventford Kofu by three goals to two. It looks good for Melbourne City. Fingers crossed they can go through. Broski and Alex Molchanoff, great to have your company once again this Thank week. Thank you, mate. Thanks, buddy. And uh, we'll see you all on the Global Game next week, and I'll uh, see you on the telly. Broski will as well. Paramount Plus this weekend. Bye. Bye.